<laughs> I always have to put you out of your misery. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to recycle. Hello, boys and girls. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, pets. Yeah, um, it's the Recycling Podcast again with me, Chris Barn, and my co-host, Laura. Say hello, Laura. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm cool, how are you? I'm all right. I'm ready to get this show on the road. Shall we start? Yeah. Good. This week, our guest is former ONM and now OXM and podcast host, Joe all about the bass, about the bass, no scrabbles. Say hello, Joe. Oh, thank you. Someone else has done that recently. I'd like oh, to shit, really? Out. I'd oh, like to point out... that's an amazing name. It's, it's quite good. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank the Latvians. Um, I want to <laughs> say two things about that intro. For mm. a start, um, yeah. I don't work for OXM anymore. I am terrifically unemployed, so I have okay. no reason to be on this podcast at all. <laughs> um, so this is, a t- oh, this is a mistake on your part. <laughs> Um, and also, uh, that was pretty much the most sort of um, children's TV-like intro I've ever heard on a gaming podcast. It was lovely. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty much our, our what we're going for. It was really um, very nice. family friendly. Yes, <laughs> this fucking podcast. Yes, we're the most family friendly podcast about shitty video games you can uh, you, you can care to name. Uh, other forerunners for that intro included uh, Scrabble Scrabble, for whom Scrabble tolls. Uh, I'm in a WhatsApp group with Joe, who I think we've done all of them by now. Um, but I thought all about the base, about the base, no scrabbles was new. Uh, but apparently I'm well, second in line to the throne on that one. Yeah, the, the first one was just some guy on Twitter who just went, by the way, every time I hear this, song, <laughs> this that's what I say. Well, <laughs> I like to think well, that's that what my everyone will say now. Yeah, it's just permeated the minds of young people across the world. Um, which is <laughs> nice. So there we go. Well, in fact, I still remember the names of the guys who write for Meme Machines and stuff like that. So there might be kids out there who just, like, ambiently know who you are. That would be an absolute <laughs> disgrace. <laughs> what a horror show that would be if in that, 20 years people know what my name is. That should and, and you're wheeled out as some sort of retro novelty Twitter account. <laughs> oh, look, here he is. It's old man games again. It'll be like one of those, you know, in... Uh, you know, kind of conference like sci-fi conferences where you get the one guy from I don't know Battlefl- Battlestar Galactica who mm. kind of killed the I don't know second extra, and he's on a table and just no one's there, and someone always takes a picture of them looking dejectedly <laughs> straight into the lens of the camera. That would be me, but in an online sort of capacity on, on, a, on a table next to Lee Alexander or someone like that, who's just like <laughs> formally orderly queue everybody. I'll I'll sign everything eventually. But I can't speak to you all at once. Yeah, let's go with that image. I'll take that, <laughs> that, that impending horror. Cool. So, um, yes, Recycling Podcast uh, is a thing that we do. For those of you not listened before, uh, the way the show works is Joe has brought with him three things that he doesn't like about video games, video games culture and being into video games, and one thing that he loves about video game culture and video games and being into video games. We're going to talk about them for a bit. Uh, 
at some point, Laura and I will make some arbitrary decision as to whether or not they're going into a, a bin that doesn't really exist. We play a funny jingle, thanks very much, Bitsocket, uh, and then we carry on until we're either finished, we all lose interest, or we're all dead. Super. So that's what we're going to do. Um, so without further ado, uh, Joe, because yours are bafflingly specific and wonderful, I'm going to make you read them out. Um, uh, okay. Can I have thing number one, please? Thing number one is... You know when you're in a sort of linear bit of a game and it presents you with two paths and you just have to explore both? And I mean that as in you just have to explore both. I intoned that really badly. Right. But then, but then the one that doesn't lead you to the correct goal just rewards you with something boring. That. That's, that's my thing. <laughs> okay. Right? Example. Um, probably Skyrim. I couldn't actually think of a specific example despite how specific that thing is. But... You know, right, so you were always put on story quests, and it's like, follow the marker, but the marker always doesn't quite cover which of two sort of paths through a cave that you need to go through. So mm. you go down one, and you realise that it's leading you on to the, the correct place. But you're like, well, I just have to see what the other one did. And then you go all mm. the way back round, and you go down it, and there's like a chest, and you get like six gold or something. That. That feeling of just pure disappointment that they've tricked you with the promise of design and <laughs> yeah, given of, you nothing in return. Yeah. Of, oh, oh. <laughs> is that it? I don't mind getting rubbish rewards. I, but I do want to see what is everywhere. And obviously, you want to go to the the wrong one first. You don't want to carry on with the story. You want to get the, yeah. the side path first. And if there's no marker at all, you don't know which one to go down. And if you're going down the right one, that's wrong. Exactly. Go all the way back, go down the wrong one, go all the way back, go down the right one. Yes, I agree. This is, this is more about, yeah, that feeling of having gone the right way and feeling annoyed about mm -hmm. it. Like, that's that really irritates me. I'm like, I want to have taken the wrong turn and had a sort of magical adventure into some bit of dank cave that I would never have seen otherwise. <laughs> yeah, but but um, it's also the bad rewards, because sometimes you go down them and you get, like, and they've specifically made a little obstacle course or something, you know, something kind of cool <laughs> to do down there. Um, mm. Or there's a there's a cool there's a cool ass indie game that hip kids will know about called Night Underground, um, which has loads of these things spread across the whole world. But all mm. they do is just lead you to places with like slightly different music or like sort of beautiful backgrounds, yeah. and that's the reward. It's just finding a thing like a just nice as a side place. note. Yes, you call it Night Underground. Yeah, I call it Knit Underground, and I yeah. know friend of the show Sean Bell pronounces it Knit Underground. Interesting. <laughs> now, who's I, I, now? I know for a fact that when he hears this, he's going to link me to some blog. He's going to be going. Actually, actually, here's the developer when he's saying it's a reference to a thing. I can't believe you don't know. Um, who's right? I I don't know. I think it's Night Underground just because it sounds like an exciting thing. Yeah, but, I, I will I admit mean, that Knit Underground is the worst of the three. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've not really got form here. The other thing that Sean will tell you immediately is that I once, in a national magazine, said that he was German when he's Swedish, and I have no idea to this day why I did that, because I had it written down that he's Swedish. Um, yeah, so so I got this sort of baffled message when I reviewed his game from, from a PR going like, we love the review, you gave it a really good score, that was great, but... Um, and, and obviously the brown envelope was coming in the post. And obviously, that. yeah. And yeah. then... Um, and then uh, but and then just P.S. Um, he's German. I, you know, we you did a whole interview with him. Like, why did you get that wrong? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that was fantastic. Fun. No, um, funnily enough, actually, before we started recording, going back to the 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 the, the topic, um, 
I played a little bit of a game called Blood of the Werewolf. Uh, don't bother. Um, it's all right. But the, like, there's a bit in that where quite early on you're presented with two choices. Now, I took... Um, you've been going right a lot. So I went up, thinking quite often up is normally hidden stuff. Especially if you've been going right quite a bit. And I just came to the end of the level. And now... <laughs> Like or like, you know, they they end the levels that way. So now I'm like, well, what went off to the right? Because and 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 I mean, I'm f- fucked if I'm going back. See, that's the thing for me. It's that when you get to the end of the wrong path and you get whatever, it's that right back you go. No, I I don't want to. I so you just don't was, do it. Yeah. So well, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, I, I to be honest with you, Blood of the Werewolf has got. Birds that fly in that uh, ninja guide and up and down like sine wave okay, yeah, uh, yeah. trajectory. Uh, fuck that. Um, there's something about my brain that can't accurately predict where they are going to be relative to where I am going to be at any given time. Is that just because you weren't good at A-level maths? Is that, uh, is that what's happened there? Yeah, it's awful. It's because I can't work out their frequency. Um, exactly, yeah. Uh, but I was good at A-level science. Ah, science. Play. Physics. Um uh, but it's 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 a weird combination of I feel like I've missed out on something special. Yes. And but e- even if I did find it, I wouldn't want to have to go back this way. Um, I mean, for example, now have either of you two played Shovel Knight? Mm-hmm. Yes, a bit of it. Right. Cool. So Shovel Knight does a, a pretty good thing of anything hidden or any challenge room or anything like that. It does a pretty good job of once you get to the end of it, giving you an easy way to get back into the level. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it, I mean, it's a very easy comparison, but it is the Dark Souls thing. And they said all the way through development, they said they were being inspired by how Dark Souls did level design mm. in a TV yeah. game, which is it, 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 having played it, it does do that. There is that sense of like, oh, I can just smash this bit of earth, and then I'm straight back out into the level proper. And that's yeah. what I'm talking about. It's like that. It's that kind of. It's that slight need for a designer's eye that I think a lot of people miss. It's yeah. that sense of like just being sent somewhere because like they wanted to trick you and you just feel mm. like, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, um, similarly, actually, is um, the, the first thing the first thing I thought of, which maybe doesn't quite fit this, that I always thought of when I read that, is in Resident Evil 4 where you're given the choice and you can either fight El Gigante or the Bella Sisters. Oh, yeah. Uh, weirdly, what bugs me most is when you're given two choices, and they both end up in the same place. <laughs> what? Why? Okay. You know, I don't know if this is me accidentally arguing for padding things out, but that one of those boss fights could have been after or before that. Yeah. I mean, like, what, I don't... in a different place. Is it just yeah, the yeah, use yeah, yeah. of environment that you don't like? It's it's just the fact that it's just like right then decide. Doesn't really make any difference. Just different because, um, and I mean, if you if you don't do the the bell assist, well, if you do the bell assist, does it means you miss out on the opportunity to see that doggy that saved you earlier or that you saved earlier? Um, and we're big fans of dogs here on the Recycle Win podcast. And any opportunity to miss a dog, I don't like. <laughs> I'm a cat person, just so you know. Yeah, well, there's no cats in Resident Evil 4. Is there? Is there? Is there? I can't remember. I'm going to Google that now before I get angry tweets. Resident Evil 4 cat. Castle? No. Cat? Cat statue? Uh, cat's eyes? There's cat's eyes, but they're not cats. Um, 
Yeah. If anything, it's... that's a hatred towards cats. I mean, scooping out their eyes, that sounds cool. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or it suggests there's a bit of Resident Evil 4 that yeah. I don't remember, set on the A55, our local dual carriageway. Um, <laughs> which is funny, which is funny, because if you think about it, that spells ass, doesn't it? That is quite funny, to be fair. It, yeah. Has anyone I'm... ever graffitied the signs to make that so? Well, I'm to be honest with you, I'm completely blind to it because I see it. I like I travel on that road every day on my way to work. But um, so you see it was yes. in, Just yeah, wrong. yeah. Um, it was in some um, like North Wales problems post or something, and I was looking at it going, "What? What's wrong with that? It's just an A50. Oh, that probably looks like ass to other people. You become desensitized to ass. Yeah, I also get desensitized to the fact that I live near a place called basically called Hardon, um, <laughs> and another place called Mold. Um, because Wales is really funny. It is funny. It's all we've got going for us. Um, <laughs> Everything else has left. <laughs> yeah, we've got funny place names, uh, consonants, and... sonorous voiced uh, men and women. Yes, uh, I love, I love Catherine Jenkins. I love. Um, I think I might have made this point somewhere else uh, recently. But I love any time there's a sporting event, particularly the rugby, they wheel out Catherine Jenkins and when she was with uh, Gethin Jones, I think his name was, uh, they'd wheel them out and be like, look, look, beautiful Welsh people. We all look like that. We do. Promise you, every single one of us is all fucking fantastic. Look at them. Look at them. They're all beautiful. And Gavin Henson and Charlotte Church, all lovely. Beautiful, beautiful people. There's nothing awful. No, we don't. the rest of us don't look like fucking newspaper that's been found in a skip. Honest. Don't look ar- don't look around at the thirty thousand other people in this place that you are. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't look at the thirty thousand sweating lunatics. <laughs> no, there's more than thirty thousand there's more than thirty thousand people in the town that I live in. Okay. <laughs> I, I, mean, I thought you were talking about close. a rugby or something. Yeah, I was talking about a rugby, yeah. I don't oh, really know how many people live in anymore. Wales actually. That seems like the sort of information I should know. Um we've got marvellously off topic here. But I'm going to find out how many people live in Wales now. Uh, 3.6 million. Deal That's with right. that. But we're getting wildly, wildly off topic here. Um, <laughs> so far, we've discussed dogs, the population of Wales. Brilliant. Um, it's. I, I do wonder sometimes whether that stuff is put in under the guise of replayability. Um, like. You know what I mean? Oh well, there's branching paths, and you know the people will play it again. I'm I'm never, with with a few exceptions, I'm never going to play another game again if it's got branching paths. I'm going to go. To that's me, the one. Go on. I don't. To me, it smacks of a director has looked at because it's usually in a side quest or something that's not really that useful, and it smacks of you know a director looking at the map and going, "You realise you've just made like a railway tunnel. Um, you might as well stick <laughs> some bits off of it um, so that." There's the, the there's kind of the implication of this ha- happening naturally, as opposed to some bullshit level designer who's just really bored of making sort of forest groves. Like mm. it just that's that's kind of it, it appears to me that it's just sort of an easy out for a lot of people, and it seems like bullshit. And that's yeah. why I'm putting it in a bin. Good. The other example. One. The other example I can think of is uh, Doom. Uh, and the Doom games in general, they do a very good job of any time you stray a little bit off the beaten path. I mean, Doom's levels are a little bit more open anyway. But whenever you stray off the beaten path, there is usually something worthwhile in there for doing it, like mm. a rocket launcher um, 
or you know you, you never kind of go you never stumble across some great secret or some secret area and get to the end of it and be like oh there's just just a, like a health pack well that's yeah and it's similar in like uh wolfenstein when you go this kind of swings all the way to the other end where it's basically a lot of the time it's a straight path to the end but then you take so many detours because of the promise of finding out that clicking on this swastika means that you'll find some treasure. And like the treasure isn't that good, but it was an actual exciting thing to find that path as opposed to be shown it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that way, yeah. I always liked. Although yeah. it does lead to that thing on the other side of things where you literally just go around pressing every picture of Hitler in Wolfenstein, which mm. is which is slightly <laughs> disturbing for anyone watching. Cause it's like yeah. just going to every portrait <laughs> of Hitler. And just rubbing it's himself weird. against it. Exactly. Um, like BJ oh. Blazkowicz is just going up and pushing his moustache to see if it's a switch every time. <laughs> I love you, Adolf. Um <laughs> The um 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 there was another there was, oh there was a brilliant example I just thought of then and it's gone it's completely gone. It's because um, of Hitler. It is because Hitler. it is because of Hitler. It's not coming back either. Oh no! No, it's That's gone sad. forever. It's gone forever. It's uh, <laughs> absolutely gone. Um, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of any any defence for it and I. I Oh, that was the example I was going to think of. Sorry, I was going to think of. That was the other example. Um, have either of you two played DMC? Laura, you have. Yeah. Yeah. I've played, you know, I've played a bit of that. Yeah. You know, in some of the missions, they or in some of the story levels, they start you off talking to somebody as they're walking you through like a, a, some sort of facility, and you're taking lefts and rights in various different, um, various different junctions and things like that. And there's okay. <laughs> I look at them and I think, but there's I have to follow you. But what's down the other paths? But there's never anything. No, and that's I, those are the worst of all. Because I've gone back to yeah. those and been like, no, it's literally just like a window or an I empty, you know, like an ending mm. corridor. Empty, with no empty doors. rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then doing that, Dark Souls has got a few of them, but they've normally got a point, haven't they? Um, oh, the Dark Souls can do whatever it likes. Yeah. Oh, Laura, Laura, our guest mentioned Dark Souls first, actually, this episode. Yes. Yes. Well Wait, then. what? You're off the hook. Right. We 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 have a unwritten thing. Chris that... has. <laughs> I I don't. <clears throat> I try not to mention Dark Souls if I can avoid it. Um, just because I don't. I don't want to be the guy who's like. Whenever anybody brings anything up, it's just like I really like that bit in Kirby, and I'm like, oh yeah, Dark Souls. Um, oh, I really like that bit in FIFA. Oh, right, yeah, it's a bit like Dark Souls, that, isn't it? Oh, I really like that bit in... Yeah, you're really bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that bit in Snake. Ah, oh, Dark Souls. Um, you know, the story arc in Snake. Um, I'm, I'm... So we can put this in the bin, but we're not putting all branching paths and different pathways in, just boring things at the end of just it. There should never that, be any boring parts. Yeah, and or or and or the feeling of missing a path for and then being yeah. disappointed by it. Yeah. And I tell you what doubly goes Make in the it bin. Worth it. When you go down one of those paths and you find a fucking audio journal at the end of it. Oh I like those. Really? On the game. I like That's audio journals. Yeah, well yeah, as long as they're done right. <sighs> See I Because I, you don't always want to stop to read notes. If you can play an audio journal and then carry on back down the path, you're used to being entertained. Yeah. You're retracing your steps. 
Yeah, and and and, and in fairness, games do have have got a little. But then, right? Uh, yeah, maybe because I I don't normally want to listen to them. Um, it's another one of those things I trick myself into thinking that I'm going to do once I finish the game. I never do. Um, I picked up game s- content that you've yeah. given yourself. <laughs> it's like homework. Um, like in um, uh, the Space Marine game, there's loads in that. And that's that game's fault, actually, because it says, hey, if you press X, you can pick them up. But if you hold it down, you just absorb it and listen to it later. So I'd be like, that's right. What... Oh, I see, right, yeah, yeah. So I'd be like, right, absorb that. That's fine. That's <laughs> yeah, I'll, listen, I'll listen to that later. <laughs> no, never, ever did. Um, but that's all yeah. Mark Strong doing, though, so they'll actually be good. They'll sound like a proper like manly man <laughs> doing things for you. Well, that's <laughs> a manly man doing things for you. Fantastic. Yeah, about um, Mark Strong. That's what I. That's what I think about him. <laughs> I like the idea of his bald head moving back and forth as he speaks to me, or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> it's it's going in, isn't it? Let's let's be let's be brutally yeah. honest here. It's going in. I I don't think it should definitely go in because I think. The more side paths you go down with a boring reward, the better it is when you find something great. Oh, oh, that's not that's not that's no fair. Just make them all good. <laughs> yeah, but then you can't. Uh, but you can't have. You... But then you're going to be overpowered. Yeah, and the game won't right. be a challenge if you constantly find. You can't have light. You can't have light without the dark, as probably okay. someone in the crow or somebody said. Um, so here's an here's an anecdote deep... from my life. That is, okay. that is. Um, I've just realised that someone said something useful to this conversation that I can co-opt as my own opinion. Um, so Ooh. I went to um, a really good game jam opening called Prop right. Jam, which is uh, procedural generation. Oh, I wanted jam. to take part in that. Yeah, okay. It was Brills. Um, and, and all the games are up now. You should go and look at them because they're mm. awesome. They're all on uh, itch.io or itch.io or whatever you call it. It's well worth looking at. Um, yeah. I'm going to get sidetracked and talk about cool games too long. Uh, anyway, so during this mm-hmm. set of talks, there was a programmer called Hazel McKendrick who's working on No Man's Sky. And okay. you know you know when you see the trailers of No Man's Sky and it's yeah. um, beautiful places and space combat and exciting things happening all the time? She said during this, um, during this talk that part of like the balance of getting procedural generation right in their game is about making rarity fun. So mm. basically what Laura's mm. saying. What she let slip, or yeah. I don't know if she let slip, they've probably said this elsewhere, but to, I'd never heard this before, is that 90% of the, uh, around 90% of the planets in that game are going to be totally barren. Yeah, yeah. And Right, so Ooh. I get the point, <clears throat> but that actually sounds like shit to me. <laughs> I really, <laughs> the idea that I'm going to have to go to like nine planets that are just rock and skeletons, and then <laughs> go to another, to go to one planet with like a cool new brontosaurus on it, that doesn't work for me. I want brilliant space adventure the whole time. Um, yeah, so this is the issue. Doesn't, that doesn't yeah. work. The uh, keen listeners will have noticed then. I just said the the, the phrase, this is the issue. Um, issue, as we but, know, um, is not a word. All of those people in Destiny that have been getting shit prizes from their engrams, they're still playing to try and get legendary items. Yeah, but, but Destiny because, people are weird. That's not because it's tied to the items, it's tied to, like leveling up isn't it like they they want to carry on playing the game as opposed to just get cool stuff Mm. um because you have to be a certain high level and you have to get certain high level items to get to that high level 
So it doesn't, on, it's not quite yeah. the same, but yeah, it's still, I mean, no. it's, yeah. it's still the, on the similar sub- thing. On the subject of Destiny, um, let's talk about something that did the exact same thing better. Uh, Borderlands. Um, in Borderlands, well, I think what's worse, because, you know, a lot of the time the weapon chests, the, the big red ones with all the stuff in, were <laughs> hidden or off the beaten path. They're worse about what you're talking about, because sometimes you will get there and there'll be shit. Yes. But there's that yeah. moment of, in another in another universe, on another roll of the dice, that could have been way better what was yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, mm-hmm. Borderlands, the pre-sequel, does something really nice. And that game is going to be forgotten so quickly. But it's well, oh, yeah. it's, it's my favourite Borderlands game, because I've never really liked them that much before that. And mm. it does a way better single-player game, which is... With those hidden chests, you can almost always find them just in the middle of an area, but they're always blocked off by electric fences, and then you have a sort of little platforming puzzle to work out how to turn off the electric fence, which is really nice, because then you feel like you've accomplished something to get to that stuff, and even <laughs> yeah. if it's shit, you've done some work, like it's made the game's yeah. made you play it, as yeah. opposed to just going down a tube. Yeah, because um, so, I, yeah. I quite often find that in work, even if the results are disappointing, as long as I feel like I've been exploited for it. Um, I really feel like it was worthwhile. Yeah, that's um, one of my favourite things. Yeah, right. So, Laura, you don't think this should go in? I don't think it should go in because I think you're going to want to put the next two things in and you don't want to put all three in. Oh, wow. Ah, you see. <laughs> Just because I'm brilliant. <laughs> um, he's, he's too soft. I think two, two, two people have managed to get all three things in now. Uh, one was recent, so you are fighting a losing battle. Um <sighs> Because this the, the, this isn't a closed system. Each episode, it's uh, based entirely on the kind of collective whims of m- me and Laura uh, as one single narrative. It's a um, we could just do that. We could just be like, yeah, let's just throw everything in. Just why not? <laughs> yeah, just um, do it until there's nothing left. <laughs> no, okay. It, th- this the Joe. You know, this has properly been Joe. You've thrown this from across the office, and it hit the rim and bounced off the rim onto the other rim, and then tipped out the side. Not in Not the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? So I'll take the hard work of explaining to you as the real reward. So, <laughs> to you. And there you go. You see. You see. This was a metaphor for um, for for having done this. Design. Yeah. So there you go. Oh, this conversation was a metaphor for Let's that choice. Get back onto the real path. Yeah, and now Listen it's going to be more rewarding when you do get things in. We've really we've just blown the podcast game wide open. <laughs> right. So, um, what's next thing? Uh, well, my second uh, thing to go in the bin is the background music of the PlayStation Vita home menu architecture and what that <laughs> says about the dilution of the Sony brand. Um, go on. <laughs> okay. Right. So, if you own a PlayStation Vita, you know what it plays to you in the background, which is this sort of cheery little. I don't know what, even what it's meant to be played on. It's like a marimba or something. It's yeah. Like a, that little ditty. And mm. I hate it. It's crap. It's cheery rubbish. And what, even worse, when you set up the Vita, it plays like this weird sort of like sub... It's like this sort of... Like what a racist would assume Spanish music sounds like. It's really strange. Um it plays like this crap samba music. That might not be Spanish. I might have been racist. Anyway, it plays some sort of rubbish music. And the whole Vita... It, the Vita is a very cool machine. I love it, but I hate mm. its music. Mm. And what that says about the Sony brand is uh, that they've they've cheered up 
and Sony shouldn't be happy. <laughs> Sony made consistently the scariest sounding consoles for years. All their mm. consoles started with imposing mm. and ominous things. Like, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, this, this is actually um, something I've been thinking about trying to put into words as an article, but I might as well just uh, spaff that load here instead. Okay. Um, I was listening recently to uh, the most recent episode of One More Go, uh, and each each episode of the One More Go podcast, they do, uh, I think they're called Machine Stories, and they focus on the, the kind of introduction and the life of a console. The most recent one was the PlayStation, PS1. Mm-hmm. And two things came out of that that I realised. One, I always assumed, you know that noise the PS1 made, that boom? Yeah. <laughs> I always... Anyway, yeah. I'm just going to keep I... doing this all the way through. <laughs> I always assumed that noise was like my dad's speakers clipping a little bit because he had like a slightly daft speaker setup. But oh, no, nice. it just turns out it's just really loud. Like, yeah. And just designed, I think, to sound like it's it's, it's clipping to shit um, on like a on like a ridiculously overwrought stereo system. Well, it's like um, it's like how they design adverts not to be louder, but to have louder elements, so they mm. still are loud. Um, yes. Yeah, it's that same feel. Hence all trailers having that boom. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, commercial step. Um, the best bit about that was you couldn't see what I did with my hands. It was dreadful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm imagine um, you sort of slaughtering a goat or something now. That's, that's, yeah, that's, what just, that's just, the just, most dreadful thing I can imagine with hands. Just choking a child. Um, yeah. So, and the other thing that made me, um, they, they played um, one of the original adverts from uh, the, around the, PlayStation's launch period, mm. I think. And I think it was a British uh, a British advert. Now, when you consider when now um, Sony and Microsoft at E3, whatever kind of event you want to think of, you know when they're announcing a new console and they're, they're saying, uh, we think that uh, our new console is going to be the centre of your home entertainment, uh, home entertainment experience. It's great for all the family and blah, 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 blah. This old advert had children going, I've murdered countless people on Space World's Brilliant. <laughs> didn't, was it? It was PS2 that had like they had David Lynch did an advert or something, didn't they? Like with with weird face people, yeah, yeah. With the alien faced girl and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. Like I'm, Sony used to buy into being creepy as hell. Like they were, they were pure games, and mm. they were, and it was this sense of um, they were almost like the Nega Nintendo. They were like they had all of Nintendo's focus, but they channeled it into darkness. It was wonderful. Yeah. There was well, they, were always, they... They, they were always counterculture, weren't they? Or, yeah. Um, and what's interesting as well, actually, is when you look at the adverts from that time and kind of what they were doing, because the uh, early PlayStation stuff, when you talk about Wipeout and things like that, when you had the Chemical Brothers and Prodigy on their soundtracks. And it's that kind of mid to late nineties thing. If you think about what else was big at the time, um, across culture, kind of ECW and the Attitude Era in wrestling, that was the same. That was all very counterculture. Uh, new metal <clears throat> was dangerously popular, um, with baggy jean children across the world. Um, you know, at this point, corn had been in existence for four or five years and, and Fear Factory were around. Um, and the entire, Looking back now, it's counterculture was. I mean, I know counterculture is always a big thing, uh, but a very specific type of counterculture seemed to be incredibly popular and kind of um, this this kind of weird 
aggressive apathy seems well, to like, exist. Yeah, yeah. It's like post train spotting, American psycho, like all of this sort of postmodernism as evil stuff. We're getting dangerously close to some of my uh, essays at university right now. <laughs> but basically, yeah, no, there is this sense that like they were channeling this sort of like not teen angst so much as like and it sounds so stupid for a machine that had ape escape on it but like it was you know like they were there was some sort of sort of societal angst going into their stuff yeah and, they, yeah, yeah. and it does make me weirdly angry to have this chirpy little vita just and i just want it to sit there going no swear at me or something do something rude we <laughs> turn it on and it just plays cradle of filth at you or something just... yeah just want it yeah i want like apex twins face to come up or like i don't know one of the buttons to pop out on purpose <laughs> and i have to find it off the floor and put it back in and it's like and that's part of it like it's just it sticking a finger up at me i don't know or like it's powered by worms I don't know. I want something weird to happen with my machines. And you've got to slot them into a into a a, a slot that's a little bit narrower than each worm. Exactly. So, the, and the weird thing about this is, Sony got it right because you could tell when people tried it and got it wrong. Like the original Xbox did this weird thing where when you turned it on, it was like flying through the innards of the machine, and it mm. implied that the Xbox was powered by some sort of like glowing green slime, and it was so pathetic, like it was the worst <laughs> attempt at being edgy. It was like, you just look at it, and you're just like, no, shut up. Like This is something you'd see in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is the <laughs> stuff that blinded Daredevil. Like, this isn't... This isn't like cool. And then Sony was sitting there with their like PlayStation 2 abstract columns flying out of the ether and yeah, they yeah. were like yeah they got it right um yeah. i don't know i'm way too into this but basically it really pisses me <laughs> off yeah no, it's actually it's the same as thinking about it now the the playstation one system menu as it would isn't it god isn't it weird to think that the, the ps on a, on a ps1 you'd never see the the system menu um you know the dashboard no yeah, uh, unless you needed to delete something off your memory card um and but that always felt like something that had been bought from a market you know what I mean it was just like <laughs> it, it always felt like some 125 in one <laughs> control pad thing that you'd bought that just had like like just one yellow cable that came out the back of it and you plugged it in and there was 450 different versions of Excitebike you could play and one of them had <laughs> yeah. all swastikas across the back or whatever Standard. Um, so it, it, it's a bit like and I still weirdly I got this most on the Visa actually uh, maybe this speaks for um, what's happened to the Vita. Um, you know when you start a hotline Miami and it feels like whatever you're playing it on has, has broken a bit mm. or like <laughs> you're you're somehow like you've glitched it or you've... Yeah. It, that, that's kind of how the PlayStation used to feel. And as I say, like that noise it used to make when it used to come on, it's like, boom, bong, bong, bong. <laughs> <laughs> Play a game! <laughs> You've got Tekken 2, get it on! <laughs> it's like... brilliant! What else? Broken Sword, it's a little bit more slower paced, but it's fantastic as well! That's the, um... one, of the, one of the most like redolent sort of gaming afternoons I've ever had was turning on a friend's PlayStation, and mm. then he... And, and like... I don't think I had one at the time, or I just got one, so it was still really exciting. And mm. then he turned on the original Silent Hill demo, and it oh, just God. destroying me mentally. Like, I have no idea what age I was. I was much too young for it. Right. And, uh, and yeah, just, and it just felt like this machine he had in his bedroom was some sort of illicit technology 
that yeah. he must have like stolen from the army. It was amazing. <laughs> it's um, worth pointing out as well that this is a company and a machine that, as a demonstration of its power, just gave you a disc that would go, look, it's a fucking dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen oh. a dinosaur? Look, spin it round. Spin it. You can open its mouth. Press it. Make it. Look. Look. Can you do that? No. No. Fucking. Come on. Um, the other thing I find really interesting, and this is a side note more than anything. Um, you know, um, at one point, Nintendo was supposed to be working with Sony on a CD based console and it fell through. <clears throat> yeah. Apparently, after that, uh, and credit to one more go for telling me this, uh, Sega, uh, uh, Sony approached Sega and went, Would you like to make a CD based console with us? And Sega were like, No. That's a stupid idea. <laughs> Sony don't know how to make hardware or software. Uh, I think we'll be fine, thanks very much. Um, I mean, te- actual words. Yeah, yeah, to, to the latter. In terms of Sega saying, no, making a CD-based console is a bad idea, that technically for them was true. Like, <laughs> it did end up being a bad idea. There is that, yeah. Um, but this is the thing. We still had Sega consoles, and they were just gigantic cartridges, like the size oh, of a door. Like, <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, though. But, but like, imagine a world which Sega, you know, where 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 oh God, imagine a world where Nintendo didn't didn't win the fight. Oh, what oh. No Mario world. Galaxy, Sonic Galaxy. Uh, well, they tried that as well. Sonic Lost World was trying, oh, trying that, to be that, true. and it was. Gross. Yeah, we um, get no Captain Toad. That'd be awful. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, um, yeah. I just even like I don't know to to kind of bring it back onto my mad rant. Like even oh, yeah. the PS3 <laughs> had a sort of sense of like rarefied sophistication with its violins tuning up. Like there was a sense that that thing. Yeah, was, and was, in fairness, the PS3 than you. <laughs> the P- the PS3 always had that thing of go on, use me, dare you. I dare you to try and find what you're looking for. <laughs> go on, go on. Exactly. It was impenetrable, and I think that was the point. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, is... no, it's it's you've you've. When I read this, there was a moment where I kind of thought, "Have I mentioned this to Joe recently?" Because it's it's a thing I've been thinking about as well. How when when Sony were so because I can remember, yeah, the PlayStation always felt saying dangerous feels a bit wanky, doesn't it? But well, that's the thing. I mean, behind all of this talking around it. Is a company trying to make money very deliberately? And oh yeah. So I'm I'm aware that I'm a total sucker in this in this instance, <laughs> and that it makes functionally no difference at all to my life. But there were I enjoyed being suckered into that brand identity. I yeah. liked I liked being a pawn in that sort of weird but game they th- were playing with my mind. Yeah. What what? Do you think you-, you would actually like it now though that you're older? Yeah, almost certainly. Or would it annoy you? Yeah. I think I'd love it. I like being talked down to by my technology because at the base level is I don't understand how any of this stuff works. Yeah. yeah. So I the, like the, the day, idea that it knows better than me. The other day in work, I was watching somebody, <clears throat> our, our printer uh, photocopy was a little bit broken, and he was saying, all you've got to do is photocopy it. It's not that hard. And I was kind of thinking, well, you fucking do it then. Go on. <laughs> you, make a, you make a perfect a copy of that document in 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. Humans are awful things. Um... So, but yeah, so basically what we've worked out is what Joe is saying is that he doesn't like this current brand image that Sony are providing. <clears throat> and he wished that they would go back to their previous brand image that they were using to siphon money out of him rather than the new image 
that they're using to siphon which, money out of me. I mean, yes. in which they continue to siphon money out of me. I mean, the PS4 is still a lovely console, and the Vita is great. Uh, it's, it's just never that... gonna be. They're never gonna be your happy consoles, though, are they? Like your DS and your exactly. Wii U. They're your happy consoles. Why try? And that's fine. Exactly. Turn, it's never I, gonna be that. I turn on the Wii U. They're not going to be adorable. <laughs> I li- I turn on my Wii U, and the first thing I see after the interminable loading screens is are they, they're like gone now. A thousand, well, sort of. There's still a yeah. bit of them. There's like a thousand people, some of which are my friends, running onto my TV. Sony can't beat that. Like they don't have <laughs> tiny cartoon versions of all my friends. That's true. And Microsoft sort of do, but they've got it wrong. Um, yeah, I hate. I hated when 360 changed from the Blades dashboard to those fucking avatars. Oh, that was yeah. very strange. Yeah, I resented that so much. <laughs> no, when um, it's funny you mentioned that the 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 me's running on uh, to the screen because the other day I was uh like I was uh right full disclosure I was lying on my front room floor uh throwing the dog up and down in the air. Um, oh, baby. <laughs> And yeah, and uh, she really likes it, regardless of what my girlfriend she tells you. Up on you. No, she hasn't thrown up on me. Uh, she hasn't. Yeah. In fact, she hasn't even weed on me in ages. Um, wow, <laughs> yes. so lucky um, achievement. <laughs> yeah. So, and and while I was while I was uh, <laughs> doing this to her, um, the Wii U um, home menu thing was just just on on the telly. And all of a sudden, I noticed out the corner of my eye uh, was Andy Hamilton's me, who had was was talking about having unlocked some sort of demolition award in a game or something, which is how I worked out it was Andy. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of stopped and turned to my girlfriend and was just like, it says Andy on the telly, he's in the corner there, look. And then, which resulted in for about five minutes, and I wish I was lying, like panning in great detail around the entire screen going hey, is there anyone else I know no, no. Oh, is that sh- no it's not okay that'll do back to the dog Whee! Um, but just for that moment of ah look was was fantastic and uh, well, okay what do we think of the PS4 then I mean I'm trying to think what the PS4 does when you turn it's it bland. on it's bland it's so bland I'm going to right mm, let's, let's see I'm going to turn it on very... now okay let's find out this is science. Yeah, this is science. That's my. That's Mine's my... actually already on. It's downloading the Destiny update. It's going to take about sixteen hours. Nice. Isn't PSN just... down? Is it? I don't know. Oh yeah. I've just turned on my TV and realised that is also Sony, so they're still winning. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Things unplugged. Oh, this is this is terrible. Terrible radio. <laughs> Someone fill. I'm behind my TV right now. It's exciting. This is incredibly exciting. I think we're all with you, to be honest with you, Jim. Describe in right. detail what you can see. I'm uh, I'm currently crushing several items of expensive hardware to get to this. I'm putting <laughs> in... Oh, it's turned on without me asking it. I hate those touch buttons. They can get... Yes, they're awful. Well. <laughs> um, so that's, that's the power in, because it's ejected the disc unless it's possessed. Uh, and then HDMI. Also, the slanted aspect of this console makes it incredibly hard to blind put in things in the back. That's a problem. It is, actually. So the first thing it shines up at you is photosensitive epilepsy warning, which isn't quite as romantic as, you know, the old days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back to PlayStation. So it's totally silent as far as... Oh, no, it makes that sort of... There you go. It's got that sort of ambient fluff. Yeah, everything's just warm. Yeah. It's rubbish, basically. 
It's a bit more what you'd expect from, say, a Microsoft or... Well, that's it. it it's towards, like, because the Xbox One is incredibly boring as yeah. a as a piece of kit. Yeah, it's horrible. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, just feels like no one's got that edge anymore. I mm. want, <laughs> I don't know, I want, like, some mad dudes from Panasonic to release a whole console and just make it a nutcase, <laughs> like, goth console. It'd be great. You just press a button and it just immediately <laughs> comes on and just goes, Right! Yeah. Um, and just cycle through every colour the screen can produce before... I'm going to have to compress the shit out of this episode. Um, yeah, just cycle through all the luminous colours it can think of at a thousand frames a second. Exactly. Um, yeah, it and just every, so, it just every so often refuses to play the game that you've put in. Yeah, it just shines an entirely new colour that your mind can't possibly <laughs> comprehend and you just go into seizure immediately. <laughs> Hang on, the refusing to play your game thing, that is the Xbox One, isn't it? Um, sort of, to an yeah. extent. Um, oh, mind you, because um, I'm just thinking now, because that's the way it always used to be, is that Sony was kind of weird, and it all felt like some weird, like, sh- shit, admittedly, but still like weird, minimalist... Alternative. Yeah, kind of this weird, like like some bloke had spent 30 days walking around it going, yeah, that's... Well, it seemed, it, it was like a sort of Damon Albarn sign project or something you know like yeah. like it was some art installation that he'd done on on time off Do you know what? yeah i've never really considered this and i'm actually a bit sad now mm. i want it back <laughs> it was it was beautiful it was a good time for all of us <laughs> it was but i mean i mean in fairness i mean all right sony's gone a bit dull and it's gone a bit microsoft and a bit corporate but at least nintendo are still bringing the stupid yes absolutely <laughs> like the yeah, I mean, like, the, the, all right, their insistence on, on referring to things as blocks rather than an actual, like, comprehensible memory amount that I understand fucks me off no end. because Mainly because I can't stop trying to work out what a block is equal to. That sounds more like but your that... problem than theirs. Well, yeah, but at the same time, the Wii U uh, data transfer is incredible. Um, oh, it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened. Yeah, um, things like when you transfer data um, or when you download onto your 3DS and the little crane drops the little yes. ball things yeah. in. Uh, That's yeah, excellent. It's like you're giving your DS treats. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then anything you download, you have to, you have to, it's a, it's a pointless present. It. But you unwrap it, yeah. How nice so, is that? An amazing thing about the Wii U, and I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to talk about this now that, I mean, firstly, the magazine I wrote for is shut down, and Nintendo probably don't remember who I am by this point, but (laughs) the Wii U uh, debug has some weird back-end menus, like the original firmware it had on it. So we had one in the office, I don't know, not long before the console came out, but it was early enough that like Mm. they hadn't invented, or they hadn't implemented most of this stuff. Um, You know, like like the, the... the general sort of Miiverse and UI and stuff wasn't mm. there. Mm. So it had these weird back-end menus where you'd press the home button during a game and it would say things like, oh, God, I can't even... I, I should have taken a video of this. But it just had weird <laughs> things like uh, calibration. And you'd click it and it would just came up with the version number of the firmware you were right, <laughs> you were running and just bright blue background with a white silhouette of a teapot floating in space (laughs) right so and it was like so it was like a perfect uh, sort of silhouette against this background but it was clearly a 3d object moving around because you you could see the movement of like the handle and the spout 
It was really weird. There was just no reason for it at all. There was another one that was meant to be some sort of like Escher-like fractal shape, but just looked like a turd spinning in front of a yellow background forever. <laughs> it was amazing. Like an absolutely beautiful thing. And they've, they've since patched those menus out, so they just don't exist anymore. But they were lovely. Good old Nintendo. menus are the best thing. Um, I used to be fascinated by the Final Fantasy VII one. Um, which would be like, right, in this room, there is a giant heiress. If you talk to it, everything will go green. Don't know why. <laughs> that is good. Does nothing to the best of our best of our understanding. Uh, in this debug room, there is a part of the floor that cries. If you press a button, it says, welcome to hell. Uh, <laughs> why? Your guess That's... is as good as ours. Just carry on. The cheats are over here, lads. It's That's delightful. Fantastic. Right. Um... But back, back, back on some sort of fucking target. Um, it's got to go in, hasn't it? Yeah, it has to. Good, right? Fuck off the background music of the PlayStation Vita home menu architecture <laughs> and what that says about the dilution of the Sony brand. Gone. <laughs> Burn the bin. Oh no! <laughs> All right. Should I do the last one? Do the last one. So, this is consistent inability of developers to decide if subtitles should go in the sound or video sections of options menus. This also applies to invert Y-axis options between controls and gameplay. I want them standardised and I want it homogenised. This is yeah, this is this. my manifesto. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, I always turn on subtitles because I'm, I'm terrified of missing any line of dialogue. Like, mm. incidental or not, I want everything flashed up. Like, if I could just fill the bottom third of the screen with all the dialogue happening in crowd scenes in games I'd be happy like just so I had some sense of what everyone was saying because I always feel like I'm missing writing Mm. because you always get audio bugs and like people walking away while you're exploring something so you miss half of their stuff and like yeah so subtitles I always want those on and they're always in different places so I never know where to look and it takes me like four seconds more to find it which is just disgusting Um, (laughs) and I'm also (laughs) Uh, I'm also someone who inverts the y-axis in all games yeah, that involve aiming. Me too. Oh, because right. right, no, because that is Don't actually start. correct. Yeah, um, I'm, it is. I'm sure it is, <laughs> but it's not, is it? It is right. Let me explain. This is how because I always I've always done this, and I never knew why it felt correct to me, apart from the fact that I was clearly different from other boys and girls. But <laughs> one time. Charlie Brooker described it perfectly. And he's like a real-life celebrity man, so it must be true, right? right? So what you do is you look down at your two analog sticks from above. The left an- and, and both represent your character's head from above, right? Yeah. The left stick, you push, you're pushing that person forward from behind by their back, right? Mm-hmm. So you're pushing them forwards, you're pulling them back, you're dragging them left, you're dragging them right. The right analog stick, if you're looking down at their head... If you pull back on someone's head, they look up. If you push forwards on someone's head, they look down. And that's what happens. It just makes perfect sense. So there I'm, we go. I'm not saying you're wrong, Joe. But, yes. but you want to, don't you? I had a very similar argument with my nano once. Um, <laughs> before she died. The arguments were more interesting then. Um, about the fact that... you going to say this is what caused the death. <laughs> <laughs> about which way the uh, slider on web pages should slide. Oh, interesting. Because okay. she always wanted, when she was at the top, she always wanted to pull the page down rather than to slide the frame that she was using to look at it down. Yes. So this is this is a 
a difference between PCs and Macs because Mac mice do do that nowadays. Oh, really? With the touch, they've got like a touch slider, and that is pulling the screen down as you would on a on an iPad. Like they're obviously trying to get that. Synergy. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, yeah, a lot of laptops now with uh, Windows laptops with touch pads. Um, mm. If you double tap, I think certainly on my work one, uh, if you tap with two fingers, it's like a like a tablet. Where if if you slide your fingers up, the page goes down. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it is that that kind of tactile feel, but that just makes it more complicated when you have another piece of UI on the screen that operates in the completely other way around. Well, that is stupid, yeah. but that's that's Windows, isn't it? We're talking mm. about games designers who should know better and should know that the analog sticks represent <laughs> a head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. So uh, we'll leave Y Y axes Y axes <laughs> male oxes. Um, we'll leave them alone for now. Where do you think subtitles should go? Uh, personally, I think they should go in video because they are an aspect of video, right? But right. I, I wouldn't care if they were in sound as long as they were always in sound. <laughs> I know it's petty. <laughs> it just strikes me that this is an element of chaos we don't need in an already chaotic industry. There's enough yeah. arguments going on. I want developers <laughs> to come together and make a decision and stick to it instead of <laughs> baffling me every time I turn on Assassin's Creed Rogue like That's I did it. today. <laughs> Journo shit. Oh no, that's out. I was gonna. I was gonna. Yes, I, was, fine. I was gonna quote Journo shit. Yeah, no, it's completely out. And I should. I should buy it. It looks. Is it good? Uh, it's all right. Like it. Is, it does the job. Like if you played Black Flag, it's not sort of exciting anymore. But it, is it just more more boats? It's more boats. A bit more kind of concerted effort at having a land area you'd actually like to spend some time in. So it's got a full mm-hmm. city in it. Cool. Um, How much future bollocks is there? Uh, it's the same as Black Flag, so you've got interstitial first-person sections searching a boring office filled with... Oh, this is the worst thing, right? At first I found this kind of charming, but after a while, stumbling across, like, magazines with Far Cry 3 or Splinter Cell Blacklist across the front is really irritating, because you're like, Mm. this isn't filling in the fiction of your game. You're you're advertising at me, and you're advertising (laughs) two-year-old games at this point. (laughs) Leave it. Um, anyway, yeah, that's well off topic. But basically, it's good. Um, <laughs> does a job. Also, you can drop Greek fire now, which is pretty much the best thing that's happened in a game for years. So. Is that the name of your album? <laughs> I drop Greek fire, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dropping Greek fire. Um, I'd listen to that. Uh, the Latvian Molotov. Uh, that's probably quite racist, I don't know. Uh, uh, or xenophobic, at least. I've never been. I've just... <laughs> I, I, I say that I... You know, I'm Latvian, but if I attempted to get a passport, uh, I'd have to learn the language because they're ah. a really xenophobic country. It turns out. Uh, oh, oh, well, fuck them then. They won't be listening to this. Entire language-based qualification, so they can kick all the Russians <laughs> out of the country. Geography. Oh, Wales is like that. <laughs> could be three people living you. Yeah, no, nobody actually speaks Welsh. Uh, not even a lot of the pe- the, the pro Welsh. I, I know, I know quite a few like militant Welsh people who don't speak a fucking word. Um, I hate the English. Stop speaking their language then. Um, but this isn't the politics show. Um, oh, imagine that. I might start that. The politics recycle bit. Um, see, I, I don't. You know the, the y axis inverting? Yeah. You know where that is a really horrible thing to have to look for is Eurogamer. Like, what? you've. Oh, yeah. You're, when you're playing yeah. games. 
if and people can see you playing the game and the first thing you do before you start is go into the menu and look how to invert the yeah. why you feel like the vegetarian that... don't you which one's for me <laughs> which I, I can only have special ones now yeah i feel quite self-conscious doing it because and... i know there's a big thing oh people don't invert they're like scumbags and stuff <laughs> i know it's a joke but still <laughs> yeah if i, I just... may say laura my suggestion that it be standardized would reduce the amount of time you were it feeling would. that bad so but you know I had a mate, or I have a mate, who used to play Halo in that weird... Um, oh, or whatever it's called. Yeah, where the left stick still turns Wait. you. Wow. Yeah, proper and old school arena controls. Yeah, and, I, and I, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm certain that he was objectively wrong, but he used to push my shit in every single time at Halo. So I can't... I can't bring myself to think that he's wrong, because I just play, like, bog-standard vanilla as it comes. Um, as you should. Yeah, as any um, right-thinking person would. But the, 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 the problem is, though, now I'm thinking about it, it does feel wrong. If I have to reevaluate my entire everything, I, I think the problem is it depends how you play. So say, for example, in a Call of Duty or something like that, I think the difference is I'm thinking about moving the crosshair rather than the character. Really? Interesting. Yeah. So, so I, whether that's because huh. I don't know if you've heard, but analog sticks are the tops of heads. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone has two heads, as we know. One controls forwards and left and right. And the other one controls oh. the Y axis. Look, no, if I... you need to think about it this way, the left stick can be your torso, just a weird <laughs> sort of round, chubby torso underneath that's... the head. No, I, I, I think that's what it is. I always think about actually moving the, the reticule on the screen rather than moving it. Maybe that says something about my lack of human empathy. I don't know. but <laughs> Maybe it's just COD <laughs> removing your human empathy. Maybe it, it is. tends to do that. Yeah. Now, when I commit all the murders, they're going to look back at this and go, oh, well, you see, uh, he didn't associate with the person, did he? He just associate with the reticule. He wanted to be the bullets. He didn't want to be the person. <laughs> there you go now. I'm not going to be able I to bet- commit... I bet people who invert their y-axis are much more sensitive people and lovely because they understand that it's a head. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to keep saying yeah, this over and over again. Laura is by far the more aggressive and competitive of the two of us. Um, I would consider myself the more sensitive soul of the recycle bin recording crew. Interesting. This is Laura's, Laura's gone silent now and I'm worried I've upset her. <laughs> You've already broken my <laughs> Well, I'm not sensitive, so you don't have to worry about yeah. that. Well, you see, that's the thing, and, and, I, and I am. I'm a, I'm a precious, precious snowflake. Um, and I'm, oh, We're getting wildly off track. Go on. I think they, the invert option shouldn't be under controls or games. I think it should have its own section in the menu because I'd take that. of playing couch co-op. Not mm. couch co-op, but playing a single-player game with another person that doesn't invert. So that every time you die, you pass the controller over and they have to go into the menu and find invert or uninvert. And that happens every time. That can get annoying. Like, friendships, relationships can be ruined yeah. over this annoyance. Mm. Mm. So they should have just their own section. Yeah, because actually, funny enough, uh, a game that does that quite well is FIFA. Um so there are basically there's two main control settings in FIFA. There's classic and there's alternate. And basically, all they do is switch what square and circle do, or or X and B if you're playing on a mm. on an Xbox. Um, but basically, whenever you um, well, you can change them in the menu at any time you like. Um, 
but it's the first thing that happens. It goes, right, how many people are playing and what control scheme are they using? Um, yeah. And a lot, in fact, a lot of indie games do this now as well, I think, or a lot of couch multiplayer games just go, right, what, what, what setup are you using? Um, the one problem with FIFA is quite often, because we play kind of past the pad at lunchtime in work, there's one guy who plays alternate because he's been brought up on Pro Evo. Probably because he's correct. Properly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he um, and he plays alternate, and the differences are th- you'll never realise that it's an alternate until you are like ten yeah, yards away from the shoot. goal. <laughs> yeah, and and you fire it backwards mm. towards the towards the fucking defender who's just knocking around by your goal. Um, but that that's a problem with FIFA rather than anything. But I do like the kind of thing of just like, oh, well, I mean, say with FIFA, you can change at any point. At any point, you can change sides if you want in FIFA. Um, yeah. Which is something that's I might fun. start doing, actually, when I'm taking a pounding. Just switch over to their side and just be like, we're playing together now, lads. We're playing fine. the AI. They're rubbish. <laughs> I'm going to win. Um, <laughs> that's brilliant. And then refuse to change back. And if, <laughs> and if they get really annoyed, I'll just say, well, you can change. Exactly. Uh, just need to score yes. another four goals. Um <laughs> By the way, I've had three players sent off, and they've all used all their uh, energy. But um, yes, a, a lot of games. Though, I think I'm, I'm sure now. Am I making this up? But a lot of games, you know, when they they get you to set the gamma, which is nobody ever bothers. Mm. Um, I'm sure a lot of games now go. Do you want to do the y-axis thing as well? There are a couple. I yeah, can't remember still... the last one I did, but yeah, there are there are a couple that that make that concession because they realise that we are a minority group who deserve to be recognised. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, actually, I was going to ask Laura, how do you feel about games that ask you to invert the y-axis on several different modes of playing? And do you agree with me that so, they're the worst like, things ever? Where it's like, if you're in a third-person like... game where you can go first-person, it mm-hmm. will ask you if you want to invert y-axis on both yeah. of them, and it's just the worst. It's like, yeah, I want it inverted everywhere because I'm a right-thinking exactly. human being. Why wouldn't you? Is that really a thing that happens? <laughs> yeah, I think. Gee. Because what that's like, played? yeah, like flight mode, you can change it if it inverts or not, or first person mode, things like that. I think it uh, might have been Assassin's Creed Unity asked me for three different things whether I wanted them to be <laughs> inverted on the y axis. Just like, Jesus Christ, guys. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Flight is always an interesting one because if I'm playing um, a flying game, I want to invert. I, I, I like inverted controls for that because I'm flying the plane then and not the crosshairs. Yes. Um, See, so yeah, I associate with planes, no problem. Um, but- Shadow of the Colossus is a weird one. Um, it you invert the camera and the character as well, or something. So I have to have both of those opposite. They're set. The default way is the opposite way around. So I have to. It's it's quite confusing. It try doing it. It's really annoying. I'm really oh, confused. So, so you like when you right. pull back on the movement thing, he moves forwards. No, I don't know, but I remember that's a pain, and I wish it would just switch them both if I chose one. Mm. Basically, make it a bit easier. That's all. <laughs> I'm 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 lost now. I'm not very good at spatial <laughs> awareness. So um, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's worth pointing out for people who, who don't know. I I'm. To the point where I wonder if it's like a, a disability or something, but I am like uniquely terrible at spatial awareness and spatial, like, uh, Monument Valley. Monument Valley? Yeah. Um, yeah. I played that the other day and it is wonderful, but there are a few bits of it that I got kind of stumped on. Um, 
See, I flew through that game. Yeah, today. and that there was bits of it I got. I actually got quite stuck on just just down to my inability to properly process spatial awareness and visual cues for things. I have a mm. like. I'm like maybe there's a link. Yeah, I know. I'm not like visual blind. <laughs> <laughs> You know visual what I mean? Like, blind. Like vi- visual blind. As opposed to the other kind yeah. of blind. Like visual stimulus. Don't... I was going to say, you know, like sound blind. That's called deafness. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, d- I just don't absorb visual cues very well. I, d- I absorb sort of sound cues and things like Are that you way better. mechanically blind? Would that be a way of putting it? Like, do you have trouble working out how to fit everything in the boot of a car when you've got to pack a lot of stuff in it? And you're uh, like, this will never fit. Or uh, this will all fit. And you've actually got a house. <laughs> like, <laughs> a bit. I tell you, I tell you the thing that made me realise this. You know those puzzles where they're like, here is a three D shape. Here are three other three D shapes. Which of these can? Which of these is the the original one turned? Oh, see, I can do that. Right. You know they always. Yeah, they say like men but, are uniquely good at rotating three D objects in their head. I don't think I've ever done yeah. that, and I don't think I'll ever need to do that. It's one of the stupidest <laughs> things I've ever heard about. Why would I want to rotate 3D objects in my head? I'll for, build one and for then finding, rotate it in real life. For finding <laughs> clues on things in the new Tomb Raider game and in Skyrim and in Shadows of Mordor. They all but can't noir. you turn them with the stick? Or do you have to do it in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Shut up. Um, no, I like those, those rotatey block puzzle things. I, I, they are essentially impossible to me, or not impossible, but I really struggle with them. Um, Interesting. But it's uh, worth pointing out uh, in terms of uh, a little while ago, my mum found some of my old school reports and things, and my nursery report was in there, and in which there was a little tick list of things that the the child could do, and it was just like <laughs> shares with others tick. Hit himself um, over the head with a rotated <laughs> block and lost the ability to do so anymore. <laughs> but it was like, um, um, you know, uh, reading simple sentences. I was like three years old or two years old or something. And I, like, I, was, I was pretty good at reading and I was pretty good at maths and things like that. And it was like tick, 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 tick. And the last one was, can do up own coat. Big cross. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I was oh, astronomically crazy. late learning how to tie shoes. I can't believe um, they uh, they marked you down for that. Like that—that's an element <laughs> of report. <laughs> it sounds like you were in the mean. army when you were a child in the eighties. Though there, there weren't many kind of metrics to measure you by. You know, alive was pretty much all they had. Um, so... If you had an undone coat, they just couldn't see you. It's like T Rexes <laughs> and movement. But yeah, Can you do up your own coat now? Just about, yeah. Although I did right. buy um, a jacket, a Nike jacket recently, which I think is American, and I think the zip is on the other side. Oh, God. <laughs> that is still touch and go as to whether or not that gets done up. Um, i tell you what, to my shame, I still can't do up shoelaces the way you're meant to do them up. You know, where it's like, what is it, mm. the rabbit goes in the hole type thing? Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> I do it with two bows that just sort of cross each other limply and fall open the yeah. whole time. Like, yeah, I can't do the normal one. <laughs> I've never bothered. I just got frustrated with it as a kid and went, Mother, teach me a different way. <laughs> this won't do at all. <laughs> the two bow way is fancier, though. I've always wished that I could do it that way. But it never stays. It's, it's rubbish. Uh, it's like it's a terrible knot. It's probably... <laughs> I mean, that's the knot he should have tied in the prestige. Oh, I've gone into weird. weird. <laughs> this is not useful games commentary, is it? I just can't. Um, are we talking about games? I tie my shoes because I because again because I was a new metal kid. 
uh, I do the thing where the tie- where the knot is inside the shoe. Um, oh, to, in- yeah, to intense discomfort. Uh, if you're yeah, I find that very uncomfortable. It's yeah, it also it. means that it comes loose and your shoes just become like shit slippers. Um, <laughs> I just tuck mine down the sides and sometimes they tickle the bottoms of my feet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that that did sound quite cute somehow. It's even a nice it was, story. Even though the thought it's of annoying. it made... It's annoying. God yeah, damn it. <laughs> the thought of it made my feet itch, which was really sad. Yeah, but yeah. The, the same my, thing. My brain's... The two opposite ends of my body saw the two different sides of that story, is what I'm saying. My brain liked it, my feet hated it. So menus. Um, yes. Remember them. I, I can't... I can't bring myself to... It doesn't annoy me. That there's one thing that annoys me a bit it's more. Because you're coming from a place of privilege, where you don't have to invert. You well, are. that is that is true, actually. <laughs> Cisgender, yeah. white, non-inverted male. <laughs> not yeah, not all non-inverted white maxies. Um, you shouldn't even have an opinion on this. My 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 opinion is the least important. Um, no platform. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us making light of real issues. <laughs> <laughs> We're awesome people. Yeah, good. Um, but I find it quite often with control. So, like, I am from uh, a period, uh, uh, a time in with PC gaming where if you wanted to use your pad, your gamepad, as a uh, instead of a mouse and keyboard, you would go into the control setting and you would bound your, you would bind your uh, joypad Keys. settings there. Yeah. yeah. So up would be Joy One and down would be Joy Eighty Four. And that's a lot of joy. Yeah. Um, well, b- b- bizarrely, because there'd be almost no joy involved in the setup. Um, and e- even now, that's where I still go for uh, controls. Or quite there's there's something I played recently had controls and then gamepad controls. Like, oh well, no way! Don't too much. Don't. Oh, you see now. See now, because I was I was all, all all for not putting it in, but I found my own little version of this. And uh, yes. now you understand. Yeah, they came for the Y axis, and I did not speak because I did not invert my Y axis. <laughs> um, then they took my gamepad controls, and there was no one left to speak for me. Um, this making like homogenized, real issues. Homogenized options menus. That should be a just thing. neaten it up. Yeah, I am actually amazed, especially on uh, with things like with uh, Xbox, with the Microsoft pads being so ingrained into a lot of games now. I am surprised that. And so much of the a game's menu experience being so homogenised now, um, I assume by the you know uh, by, by the request of Microsoft and Sony, making sure that you know so when you exit, everything says, "Ah, oh, you'll lose all your unsafe progress," even in games where that's <laughs> virtually impossible. And so it, it does surprise me that the console makers haven't gone. Here's what's going to be in this menu. Here's what's going to be in this menu. And that's just travelled across the other, you know, when, when it comes to when games come to PC or whatever. Well, that's the thing. We've all decided like much pettier things than that. Like re- <laughs> reload is always X square or Y, you know, dependent on your on your console of choice. Like it's always mm. that button on the left, and no one's ever explained why that's been the case. It's just someone decided it, and everyone went, "Yeah, it kind of works." So yeah. stick invert somewhere, Jesus. Um, I got really angry all of a sudden. Yeah, basically yeah. it just annoys me. Yeah. No. no. Put it in. Come on. You, cry, in. You, you wouldn't allow my two paths one. That was a much better argument. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. Yeah, okay. 
Well done. That's two out of three. I'm happy about this one. The standard amount. And main, main, mainly that was because, yeah, if this was just my show, you wouldn't have got in. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't have got in. That makes me sound like Laura begged to have you on. Uh, I totally, I did. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Obviously. Superb. Shall we do the listener interaction bit that I forgot to mention earlier? Yeah. Yes, we should do that. Cool. This is fun. Right. Uh, are you going to do it or shall I? I'm going to do it. Okay. Because it's fun. Um... <laughs> Unlike the rest what of the, the show. Question. What, um, what? Which boss fight would you throw in the bin? Which boss or boss fight? Yes. Okay. So Bitsocket said, any JRPG bosses with an insta-kill move, total bollocks. So I don't know much about JRPGs. So I had a search for JRPG bosses with an insta-kill move. And all I can really find is people talking about insta-kill moves that they can use on bosses. So that doesn't yeah, seem right. Yeah, you do right. get those. I think Final Fantasy X had one or two that did that. Mm. Um, and it usually comes down to like random chance whether it kills you or not, so it's totally unsatisfying. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Final Fantasy yeah. VII, uh, the ruby weapon. Ruby is red, isn't it? Yes. It is, um, yes. <laughs> is this another um, one of your weird, not-quite-disabilities? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like colours. Colour association. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, no, that's the opposite. I... That's the other kind of blindness. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> no, I, I I, do have uh, synesthesia. So, um, ah. yeah. So, oh, is that really fun? Um, well, it, yeah, it, but it's it's one what, of those... What word makes you taste Marmite? Because I'm going to say it all the time. I like Marmite. Um, oh, but no, it's not sorry. that. Um, so, for example, off the top of my head, uh, Monday is red, Tuesday is yellow, Wednesday is blue, Thursday is green, Friday is white, Saturday is black, Sunday is grey, obviously. Um, so yeah, the the ruby weapon had a move. I can't remember the name. Of it. Was it Iatam Iata, Iata Storm or something like that? That would just or whirlwind. I can't remember. That would just remove one of your players, your your characters, not kill them, remove them from the fight entirely. So you couldn't bring them back. You were just down to three, um, and that was just a move it had. Um, and yeah, there's been a few. Um, I, I can't think of any others off the top of my head. I mean, I know the Bitsocket lads play a lot of. JRPGs and probably know far better about this sort of thing than me, but it is it, any anything with a one-hit kill, really, unless it's mm-hmm. done very well, is some bullshit. Yes. Good. Move on. So, uh, Sad Hentai Kaiju, Nightmare Mode Go, says, fucking lady shitting Comstock. And yes, I totally agree. Have you guys done this fight? Is this a Bioshock thing? I really thing? didn't mind that fight as much as everyone did else did. Did you not? Like, I like. I know that it. I mean, clearly within that the fiction of the game, the fact that there's like a ghost suddenly appears is total bullshit. But mm. the fight itself was quite easy, so it just didn't bother me. Like, just did it. <laughs> just I got on with my life. It lasted a long time. Maybe you used better powers and things than I did. I don't know. I found it really Maybe dragged. I just and the whole time she's making horrible noises and there's dead. She does do that scream thing. Yeah. yeah, like it's supposed to be haunting, but it's really just irritating. Okay, I mean it's clearly not good, but it just didn't. It didn't make me want to <laughs> yeah. attack people. What's next? Right, uh, crikey, internet, pleasant pig says all of them in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, well, there's only yeah, there's only one boss. They're right. Well, okay. So every boss in Arkham Asylum went dodge out the way when it runs into the wall, jump on its back. Like I think all the mm. bosses even had like 
one oh, that's pretty much it one basic um body shape or certainly all the titan bosses that were in it um <laughs> yeah. i, I like the I'm... idea i like the fact that at the end of that game they literally went oh how are we going to do the joker fight oh make him swallow a load of poison that makes him turn into a gorilla like <laughs> yeah. just go with it <laughs> just it was some, really weird. Some Friday afternoon design design meeting, they've just gone, what are we going to do? Make it the same as all the rest of them? Yeah, good idea. Um, oh, actually, yeah. I really struggled, actually, with Poison Ivy in Arkham Asylum. I remember that I, taking me a very long time to do. You don't actually fight her, though, do you? Yeah. It's like a plant monster that she makes, right? Well, yeah, that fight took me a long time to do. Um... But apparently Joe doesn't even remember this. You must have repressed. I don't it. remember that. I don't remember those games. I mean, I remember loving Arkham Asylum, and I remember all the Predator bits and stuff. But I don't remember the boss battles at all. So I've kind of mentally chucked them in the bin already. <laughs> so I'm on side. Yes. Good work. Next. Right. Uh, we've got Athena Allen agreeing yep. with Guy Woodward. What a pile of wank. Um, just another gaming blog says any Pokemon gym leader always using potions at the last fucking second. I don't know anything about Pokemon. That so is a thing they'll do. Is it? Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Am I meant to be chipping in on these? By the way, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah. I feel really bad. I'm <laughs> just sitting here going. <laughs> no, you sit here in silence, Joe. You just. Yeah, no, you it just listen. seems like I'm sort of poo-pooing everyone the whole time. I've not really, <laughs> not really is, agreed yet. Yeah, this is for your enrichment and education. That's all we do this for. Um, I've not played any Pokemon since, like, Blue. Oh, I played a bit of Black, maybe? Oh, that's a shame. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all they're all knobs, uh, as a rule. I've, I've played the beginnings of Pokemon, but I just... I don't like cute... It just really bugs me, all those cute creatures making squeaky noises and things. I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I can't, this isn't for me. You should play. No, it won't work. No, I'm trying to think of the name of the game. It's basically like Pokemon, but with all horrible things in it. I can't think what it is. Oh, that might work. (laughs) It's one of those, one of those. You'll remember. One of those weird PlayStation Vita Monster Hunter clone things. Uh, Okay, what's next? Athena Allen says, Taboo in Smash Brawl because he had that one fucking avoidable uh, one hit knockout. Is Taboo the big hand? No, that's that's know. Master Hand or Crazy Hand. I don't crazy. remember. That's taboo. a good name for a big hand. <laughs> crazy Hand is the best because he acts a bit crazier, like he's got some sort of neurological <laughs> disease. Um, Trembling a bit. Yeah, he kind of does. It's quite sad. Um, I don't Who's remember taboo? taboo. Was Taboo the end of Subspace Emissary? I never really did that. Because that, if it was in mm. Brawl, that was probably it. Let's Nobody did it that. Taboo. Because it was shit. Taboo. Taboo is the embodiment of subspace. (laughs) There we go. Well, that is overpowered. He uses subspace bombs to send entire locations to his dimension where he absorbs their power to increase his own. Yeah, how can you beat that? You can't. Oh, he he looks just like the final (laughs) boss of of Bayonetta 2. So he must be great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, flawless logic, that. Mm -hmm. Next. Uh, Joshua Garrity uh, says the bed of chaos in Dark Souls. Sweet, sweet, repeat. It's not a hard fight. It's just a boring and frustrating one. Agreed. Especially if you don't yes. know about the hidden bonfire on the way to the bed of chaos. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is rubbish. The, Doing that on Soul Level One was the worst thing. Yeah, about the whole game. And the only thing that makes it the thing that makes it worse is that run across the fire or the lava that you've got to do from that bonfire. 
I just listen to that like that noise it makes every step and then running past the little fleshy hoover thing that sits at the top um yeah just dull 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 so Debbie Timmins Weefs says death's head in Wolfenstein the new order um I don't know why but um it just seems like a quite a boring fight and he's shouting at you in a rubbish German accent the whole time I've I've actually not to my shame not got to the end of the uh, the new Wolfenstein. I know Neither that the, mid, I. the Midnight Resistance no, I, light I, I polarized this on this. <laughs> do you, do you um, know why I've not reached the end of that game? Because it is on. not as good as everyone says it is. That is a boring <laughs> game in a lot of ways. And <sighs> yeah, I'm going to get in trouble for this. Well, but. I think you and I might hold hand against the uh, against yes. the tide on that one. Um, <sighs> I've tried to go back to it a couple of times and I can't. I don't know. I might have to start it again and see how it goes. Um, but it, it, I think my main problem is it reminds me of having no internet connection. Um, <laughs> That's fair. And I don't want to bring back those memories, especially I mean, with the whole thing of buying it and then finding out there was like a nine gig day one patch. Um, nice. And kind of I can go- imagine, you know, you know, I can kind of guess what Death's Head's fight might be, which is probably he's quite big, he absorbs all your bullets mm-hmm. until you've run out of them and you have to pick up more. <laughs> And sometimes he runs at you. Because that's essentially every non-guard boss, non-guard character in that entire game. So, there you go. You know what? He does seem to just stand in the middle of the arena shooting at you. He doesn't seem to actually move from one spot. So he's even more boring. He's Andrew Ryan. Rubbish. (laughs) It's just grey, rainy Not Andrew Ryan. The other one. The the one who was Irish. Anyway. Bad Bioshock boss. (laughs) Um, Whoever that was. Weefs also says the Archon Priest from Destiny Winter's Run Strike. Yeah, he's a prick. Not, not a clue. Takes about six hours to kill. Yeah, Destiny in it, don't care. <laughs> um, Paddy Stardust says Final Fantasy X Unaleska, the mega death spell, is a big pile of horse shit. And that's your one hit death. Yeah. 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 Cool. What's next? Uh, Joshua Garrity says, all the Deus Ex Human Revolution bosses pre-directors cut, they run completely counter to the core philosophy of the game. That is a good point. Like, those are... Because that's not... Those aren't just badly designed. Like, they're... Like, on a theory level, they completely ruin that game. It's really strange. But they were made by someone else, weren't they? Yeah, they were. So the whole game is pretty stealthy, and then the bosses are just these giant gunfights, grenade spam and things. So, yeah. They were outsourced to somebody. Grip Entertainment. Nice. That's some knowledge. More like <laughs> wank entertainment. No entertainment. Exactly. You've done it. Well, maybe they didn't realise like that it was about stealth and they made they would have been good bosses otherwise. I have no idea. I, I mean, if you were a company contracted to do work on a Deus Ex game, you should know <laughs> what Deus Ex is. Like, <laughs> Jesus. So, just do a quick YouTube, if nothing else. Exactly. Uh, they probably just saw first person they're like, let's put guns in it. So, uh, Fraction Bastard says, bed of chaos, more like bin of poo, which is... Which is my favourite tweet ever. clever. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Luke Summerhays, Buscalese says, the boom booms in Mario games, no boss is good six times in every game, but these guys are dull once. Are the boom uh, booms... Take like, take like ten seconds though, don't they? Are they're they're, those, guys they're in the Mario Crafty 3? Cooper ones, aren't they? Oh, or am mm. I wrong? Have I got that? They're kind of like... The pre-bosses, they before the Cooper. In the airships right. in Mario 3? Yeah. I'm good. And you just got to bounce on their head three boom, times. Boom. I don't think they're very Oh, yeah, yeah, no. I suppose so, they are. Yeah, Boom Boom's the one, the kind of, like, 
the really muscular Cooper, the one who looks a bit like the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy who can't take who takes everything literally. That one. Yeah. And then <laughs> there's the little one who throws throwing stars at you. I really one. need to. Oh yeah, That's good. That, that guy. Yeah. Um. They, yeah. Um, they're yeah. not. They're not. It's that thing of arriving and just going. Oh, this again. Good. Yeah. Especially as those airship levels are so well done. Times. Yeah. And those airship levels were so good. Getting that to that at the end was a bit. Eh. Yeah. They do that in. <laughs> it, they're, they're used in uh, 3D World as well, and they're absolute bullshit there. Like yeah. they're just total. Fun. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh, they're shite in that. Because there are like three brilliant bosses that they reuse mm. in those games, and I would have taken those being reused all the way through, but they yeah. stick boom booms in the whole time, or boom boom and pom pom and whoever the rest are. <laughs> it's just too many boom booms, is what it is, right? Exactly. Yeah. I just too wanted many. to say boom booms, which is the problem too that Ven- the Venga boys had. <laughs> no, they loved it. They right. wanted boom boom in their room. <laughs> That's true. They wanted more, if anything. But but too much boom boom is a problem. They wanted to see what was under his shell. <laughs> that's the subtext of that as well. Oh, slimy. Um, what's next? Um, Mark McCann, Curly Hooligan, says, Final boss from Turok 2 and all bosses on the same template, such as the boss from South Park on the N64. I think he means uh, bosses that regenerate health <sighs> while you're fighting them. I only have a very dim awareness of... Um... I've never played Turok 2. I have see this is the one problem with these questions is we go, Hey everyone, what about this? But it feels like you should just go, if you could keep the, your answers to games that we've definitely heard of and played, that would help. Um <laughs> But I I dimly aware of the end of the South Park game being awful. Uh, but I can't remember why. It's you have to fight a giant robot that looks like Ultimus Optimus Prime, sorry I got his name wrong, but his name is uh, Ultra Mega Mega Man or something, and he goes to the wall and recharges his battery, which gives him more health. Right. And the end boss in Turok 2 regenerates health, but I can't remember how. I know he, he takes a long time if you don't kill him quickly with a rocket launcher, but yeah, it's See, just rocket launchers. Depends mm-hmm. on the situation that you use those in, because I think like... Lu Bu in Dynasty Warriors games always regenerates his health if you're not fighting him, but that's kind of the point, is that he's the, like this unstoppable psychopath mm. Mm. Um, who really fancies this woman. Like, that's basically his whole story, <laughs> and that's why he keeps getting his health back. So it kind of works in that context, where it's just like, yeah, yeah he's meant to be the worst dick alive. Um, <laughs> which I can get behind. Right, what's next? Uh, Rich Woodward says... Goat Majora's Mask, good dungeon, rubbish boss. But Bitsocket then jumps in, and I'm assuming it's Joe because Zelda, to say how much he loves that boss, and he loves how it's a big chase. I, I, do you know what? I, it's been so long since I played Majora's Mask. I think I played Majora's Mask on like when it came out. So that was a million years ago, I think. Now was it a million? Like a million, definitely. I think a that was almost a million. Yeah, and I, yeah. I've got a feeling I played it with a friend at the time as well. So my memory of that is a little bit shaky. Um, you said that as if the friend had also disappeared from your memory. <laughs> like the friend had died and yeah, wiped the, them out. It's the one I mentioned before who used to play Southpaw. Uh, oh, nice. Before I, he, well, he's dead now. So. What's next? So, Richard Wood has also said the bed of fucking chaos. Yep. And Gwyn Lord of Tinder, which Gwyn is Lord of just Tinder my made me laugh. Favorite thing. And I was going to make a joke about swiping left and swiping right, um, 
but that's... I actually uh, installed Tinder today to see if I could search to see if there's anyone on there called Gwyn Lord of Tinder, but you can't search usernames. Bullshit. So that was really disappointing. Um, Andy Farr says, Ilana Squalid Queen, who is a Dark Souls 2 DLC boss I haven't done. So you have no idea what she does. No, nor I. Um, I've not... I still can't bring myself to finish Dark Souls 2. I just can't be asked with it. But um, see, what this is illuminated to me, as someone who has not finished Dark Souls 1 and will probably never start Dark Souls 2, is that like Dark Souls bosses are actually quite bad and that you've been lying to me for two years. Because like, no one likes them. No the one likes these no bosses. The likes are the ones that aren't difficult and they're not imaginative. No one hates the ones that are actually properly difficult and will die if you're good enough. Yeah, like no one hates the lost sinner. Does that make sense? Yeah, nobody hates yeah. Uh, Ornstein and Smo. Ornstein and Smo. Like, you love them every yeah. time they smack you down. You just love them even more. I hate the gargoyles, but that's a separate <laughs> thing. Um, the gargoyles are shit. I hated those guys. I had to, I had but there's to eight of to those them. in Dark Souls too, so you don't even want to know. That, that was my Christ. biggest... Fuck off moment in Dark because I, I I had a weird struggle with the with the uh, the gargoyles and so when when yeah like four of them turned up or in Dark Souls two I was like no fuck you I'm not doing this <laughs> absolutely oh we've got the next one uh, is a Dark Souls two boss <laughs> the rotten poisony fiery bullshit which I didn't find the rotten very difficult well but, the rotten I I mean the rot- could have gone for smelter yeah the rotten I believe is the one that uh, speedrunners um. Uh, use bonfire aesthetics and keep going up against in order to get the million souls to get the uh, the Shrine of Winter open. Ah, oh, that's um, how they do it. Because he's easiest, I think, and quickest mm, to do yeah. and get to. So, I don't know. Um, that was a bit yep. accidental, Partridge. I apologise. Um, what's next? James Carter with an Arkham Asylum boss. Titan Joker, more boring than bad, but really, really boring. Yeah, that was the Joker. Yeah, bullshit. And he also says, Bloody Lazarevic in Uncharted 2. I'm sure he had a first name, but as far as I'm concerned, he's Bloody Lazarevic. Am I pronouncing that right? I've played the game, I can't remember. Lazarevich? Lazarevich? One of of the two. Um, Yeah, one of them. I've I've only played a bit of Uncharted 1, and I found it a bit dull. Uncharted Uh, 1 is bad, but, like... A lot of people said I should play Uncharted 2 instead. Yeah. I think that's I think that's probably correct. There are some cool. good bits in that game. <laughs> Next. Um Ben Humphrey says Morpha, I just don't understand why it exists. <laughs> yeah, good old Morpha. <laughs> in uh I've forgotten the name of that's the fucking name. Christ, I forgot the name of it then. That's awful. Um <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um in the fucking water I mean, cause the, the the water temple is enough of an issue well to a lot of people is enough of an issue but what is it is it just an eye blob no I know what it is it's a, a giant aquatic amoeba somebody's on a wikipedia <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know that oh yeah I looked it up earlier I know I that like, because I'm on, the, I'm, on the, actually water. I'm on the same wiki now yes it is a giant <laughs> <laughs> giant aquatic amoeba there you go what's next learned a thing uh, Paul Watson walnut soap says also, the ghost mum in Bioshock Infinite. What the tits was that all about? So Fair. We've already done that one. Um, another vote from Duncan2501 for the penultimate one in Deus Ex Human Revolution, though they were all a bit of a faff at best. Um, 
Dunkinade Dunkology says little horn from Super Meat Boy. No skill, no timing, just pure memorization. So many headaches. Yeah, that's one of those ones where you have to kind of just stand in the right place so his attacks don't hit you. And then I think he just falls off a ledge after you've done that a few times, which isn't really a fight, is it? Caesar's discharge. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, Provincial Vindicator, no chorus, says the sniper in Stranglehold. See, I haven't played that. No, neither have I. But when he mentioned it, I I looked up and I saw a few gifts, and I really desperately want to play it now. <laughs> it Stranglehold, looks, the old is that John Woo? It that, is the John yeah. Woo thing, yeah. That was that was a fun demo. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> there's all like you are the bullet stuff, isn't there? Yeah, there's some some bullshit. It uh, looks sorry. It, it I don't... Look, <laughs> It looks fantastic. Um, I'm going to. Uh, there's a there's a gif I saw the other day that I'm going to uh, pop in the chat for, for us to enjoy. Uh, while we carry on, what's next? Um, Odai Quay, where's my gift? Says I'm not sure if fighting game bosses count, but Idol from the original Killer Instinct. Yes, Idol was a twat, um, <laughs> and I'll extend that out to the guy at the end of Street Fighter Four. Um, yeah, that was going to be my choice. I hate that guy. What? Seth. Seth, yes. What a prick. Mm. Uh, and then people that can play Seth well online. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is awful. I can imagine. That seems... I mean, he seems... Is he as ridiculously overpowered online as he is in the... Yeah, he's got all the same moves. He's got low health, but you can't get to him to hit him anyway. Yeah. Horseshit, man. What's next? Uh, all of the Deus Ex Human Revolution from Chris Hill or Emerald Weapon from Final Fantasy 7. No matter what I did, I couldn't kill the big green twat. Yeah. the Well, I mean, Emerald and Ruby weapons in Final Fantasy 7 were like proper. If you could do those, it was just like, yeah, I've got chops. Uh, I, I, know what's, I know what it's fucking about. Uh, so I, I appreciate that. I mean, especially as well with him, unless you had the right materia... Um, you had 10 minutes to do it in, I think, or 20 minutes, and it was nowhere near enough time to do it. Next. Uh, Mark H. Ragdolt says, Clementine from The Walking Dead. Way OP kills me every time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was reading that a bit confused, and then I just, yeah. You realised, yeah. Surely um, you you can choose to not have that happen, right? I, I don't know if you can, you know. I think oh, okay. that's. I think it has to happen. Because I always wondered what I would choose because I really didn't like The Walking Dead, and I played four episodes of it. <laughs> I don't like this, but I have to play it because everyone loves it. And I've got the fifth episode, um, and I know what happens because it's been spoiled since, and I don't care. But I always wonder what I would choose in that moment. I, I, I'm sure in my game she just kind of walked off and was like. Looking sad, probably. Yeah. Go on. Bye, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the I don't like the Walking Dead so much. Fair enough. Right. Um, Thomas Quillfelt says Lazarevich, final boss in Uncharted Two can do one. Never had so many swears polluted my living room. Grenade bastard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Javman197 says the final boss fight in Uncharted 2 almost ruins the whole game. Dreadful. Wow. Bitsocket says the final boss fight in Uncharted 2 was just a shite cherry on top of a shite cake for me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and Gary Brown says any RPG ones where you're supposed to die to progress caused so many game overs in other games since, which is quite interesting. 
Yeah, this is actually a thing I've had multiple times where I've gone into a boss fight, especially early on in a game, and gone, oh, this is quite difficult. Oh, this will be one of those ones where I'm supposed, oh, to, supposed die. to die. Yeah. Pavlov's I'll just... boss. That's unbelievable. Pavlov's boss, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, too many of those. Um, uh, sorry, just one that uh, I think we, we, we missed that I wanted to mention was Odai Kwe again mentioned uh, the boss fights in Hotline Miami. Oh, did I miss one? Sorry. It's all right. Yeah, are they that bad? They're they're just. They're... I remember struggling on a biker, I think, for a long time, and then I left it for a few months, and then came back and killed him straight away, and then found the whole game easier. It's the angles yeah. on biker, I think, that if you're if you're in the wrong place when he starts moving, you are done for. Um, yeah. It's sort of. I mean, I found that the last boss, especially, is some incredible bullshit. Um, <laughs> there's one part I think of his. Because he he has like three or four different phases, and I think the last there's a there's a bit right at the end. I can't remember exactly, but I know there was one bit where I ended up having to look up how to do it, and it's probably stupid that I had to look it up. Uh, there's probably a really obvious visual clue that I couldn't fucking pass because of my wrong brain. But and they are one hit kills. Yeah, they are one yeah. hit kills as well. And Again, it's... that's that's a theory thing as well because it's that feeling of like the whole game's based on improvisation, and then suddenly yeah. you have to learn patterns. And you're just like, nah, yeah. that's not quite right. <laughs> yeah. It's worth pointing out as well, I should, I should point out, um, if any puzzles or in games were around correctly identifying what note a certain tone was uh, without any reference, I could do that. <laughs> that's fine. I can deal with that. But visual stuff, no. Um, I think that's about it, isn't it? Yeah, we're done. Cool. Uh, thanks, everyone, for, uh, for... Except for Joe's thing that he loves. Oh yeah, which is like the best part. I was just going to say thanks every <laughs> thanks very much everybody for for writing in. Uh, it always blows. Oh, I thought you were wrapping. No, up. no, it always blows me <laughs> away that, that we get so many games. <laughs> yeah, it always blows me away that we get so many things, and even though a lot of the time people are, it's it's always interesting to see things like uh, the guy from Uncharted Two. I've never played that, so I didn't know. Yeah, about we're him. putting him in because he's got so many votes. Yeah. He's actually going in the bin. He's riding That's the fair. bed of chaos into the bin. Uh, yeah, so Joe's thing that he loves. Uh, Joe, what's your thing that you love? I like the very specific feeling of crashing a car in Far Cry's 2 and 3. Um, <laughs> there's something really weird about how those games do car crashes. Like, they make it... Firstly, they make it actively detrimental in a, in a way most games are, that aren't just about driving mm. um, are for you. Sometimes it just, like, fucks up the car. So, and it doesn't explode. It's just like, oh, I can't use this car anymore. And you just, oh my god, I gotta get out and repair it. And there's something <laughs> like, bl- there's something blissfully mundane about how it makes you drive better. Otherwise, your car might break down, which is really nice. <laughs> um, and it's also the like the feel like your guy's hands going up and like the crunch of it. It's just like it's a really unpleasant experience done really well. Um, it feels horrible. And yeah, I've been replaying Max uh, Max Payne three, Far Cry three, recently, mm. and it and just reminded me like falling off a cliff in a jeep in that game is uniquely horrifying um because your guy's just like like his hands are just freaking out across the screen it's great um so yeah that's that's literally it um car crashes (laughs) i haven't played much of far cry 2 and 3 um but there's not cars everywhere right you get a car you drive somewhere your car crashes that's it you don't get another car easily. There are quite a few cars. I mean, they're not. It's not like GTA. They're not just lying around. You've usually got to hijack mm. them. But I mean, there yeah. are enough to sort of. I mean, if you okay. if you crash 
off a cliff, you're not going to get out and find a road with a car on it. You've got to climb up and, yeah. you know, deal with that situation. So, yeah, yeah it is, it, I guess, for that as well. Yeah, the scarcity makes it that much more mm. horrible as well. Yeah, it's just really well done. I hope that's still in Far Cry 4 or I'll be sad because I want to <laughs> I want to have horrible crashes again. Nice. See, I've not, I, I'm one of those awful people who couldn't get past the, the voice acting in Far Cry 2. Um which I believe to be dreadful, but I will try it again. What just because so many people gonna... have told me it's good, I will try it again. It is so good. Like I'm just yeah. going to go in and crash a car. Yeah, I might do just it. do that. I think mm-hmm. if my memory serves, I haven't played Far Cry Two for a while. I think the car crashes are better in Three, but Two is a better game. Right. So okay, I'll try both. Right. Yeah. Do science. Yeah. Yeah. Show me. <laughs> tell me. Tell me your your memories of car crashes. I'll rate them out of ten. I will need. Uh, although I think Far Cry 2 is responsible for one of my favourite GIFs I've ever seen of... A GIF or a YouTube video, it doesn't matter, same difference. Of um, a cow running headfirst into a car and dying. Um, <laughs> that's quite sad. It is quite sad, but I really... That's what I like. But there well, are see, elephants yeah. in 4, aren't there? So you need to crash a car into an elephant to see how that goes. That sounds like a really unpleasant opportunity for ragdoll physics i want to see how a, how a this is the new edison electrocuting an elephant is virtually driving a car into one who would win just in a to, fight just to a see car what and an elephant. yeah um see the the first thing i thought of when you mentioned this was um do you remember the first time you played gta 4 i think 4 was the first one that did it and you drove into oh, something and you flew fast out enough. the windscreen yeah, that was a brilliant whoa moment. Yeah. Like um, so similar to in five when they added the ability to just run face first into a wall. Um, <laughs> that, that is the best. That's the first time I've been amused by like a very basic action since like Metal Gear Solid Two. You know when you could tumble down the stairs when you yes. rolled. Um, is it rolling down or up, or is it both? I can't remember. One of well, those makes you collapse in a horrible I, way. Yeah, I'd imagine both yeah. are tricky things to do. I wouldn't like to yeah. try either. But Snake... I love games that let you roll upstairs. <laughs> it's just insane. <laughs> it's a mad thing to do. Yeah, well, it's like the point that I know uh, Sean Bell has made before. Uh, people used to take the piss out of uh, how Nico in GTA 4 used to run down and upstairs. Like you tried oh, running yeah. down a set of stairs. It's terrifying. <laughs> Like sprinting down a set of stairs without breaking your body into pieces. It's impossible. Um, I don't, there's not an awful lot. I, I mean, one thing that's become apparent is that you're basically, uh, what's his name? James Spader. Um, what? You've not seen Crash? Uh, which one? The one about sexy car crashes? Sexy car crashes. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen that one. Ah, right. Well, it's about sexy car crashes, it's about people yes. who like car crashes. Um, so there's, there's my clever film joke. Ruined. Um, yeah, I apologise for that. I mean, I did know what it was. It's just I immediately thought of uh, racism in Los Angeles and it, that had a very different effect on me. <laughs> that's my nerdy film joke, so there we go. Yeah, and that's completely wasted on me because I've not seen that. Um, <sighs> well, okay, well, what other, what other tactile things do we like in games? Because that's effectively what this is, isn't it? Oh, I like smashing windows. Okay. In what? Especially if I, like, um, there's a map at the start of, um, no, you spawn at the start of a map on Modern Warfare 2 and you're in big office buildings and the whole wall is just panes of glass and 
as the game starts, oh, I'll yeah, just run up to them and smash them all with my knife. So I especially like when I can smash windows with a knife. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> on that um, note, actually, yeah, in yeah. in the newest GTA, standing on cars and stamping on them. Oh, that's brilliant! <laughs> yeah. That that does feel that good. Really fun. I'm in no way interested in the Ubisoft upcoming MMO weird shooter thing, The Division. But there was one trailer mm. of it where they showed how glass breaks in that game, and it looks so satisfying. Ooh. Like because because bullets don't always just smash it outright; mm. they leave big sort of like snowflakes of cracks across it, and then mm. uh, just really satisfying to look at. Um, yeah, glass yeah. in games tend to smash like sugar glass, don't they? It's a bit. Exactly. It's if you've been brought up on wrestling and action films, then then it'll feel right. But yeah, it's all Beverly Hills Cop being thrown out of the art gallery glass. No one <laughs> yeah. wants that. Yeah. Um, it'd be remiss to talk about physical things in games and not mention gang beasts. Yes, and actually, glass <laughs> breaks people. really satisfyingly that in that as well. Where's the glass in that? I'm trying to think. In oh, the in the incinerator the... level. Yes. There's like that room at the back, mm. and you can chuck people through the glass. That's yes. Fun. I think the best thing about glass is that you can only do it once, and then it's done. What? I mean, it, it's spe- it's got that rarity. It's that special thing. Like it, it's it's like um, clean, freshly fallen snow. <laughs> once you've walked over it, it's not oh the same God. anymore. <laughs> that was lovely. Um, We're getting this... really romantic about this. Yeah. What about Metal Gear Solid 2's real-time melting ice cubes? Oh, Did you ever God. watch those melt? <laughs> those are the greatest things ever. I have gone back to that, and what's the, I mean the the point that's been made about that as well is that stuff was before like physics middleware and stuff like that. Somebody animated that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think so. I mean, there's no physics engine or anything like that plugged into the game, was there? So, Jeez. you know, there's, there's no clever like bit of bit of kit doing some some procedural generation or anything like that. That is just that was animated or at least painstakingly done by some poor sod. And it's just have you, the, the 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 wonderful um, uh, thing that the uh, the tanker at the start of uh, GTA Four is just giving fans exactly what they wanted before subverting that. And oh uh, wait, are we talking about Metal Gear Solid or yeah? Oh, you said did you say GTA or what? I I'm probably sorry, did I say that. GTA. Now I think about it, yeah. I meant to say Metal Gear Solid. You know, the the, the tank level was. <laughs> The, the the tank level was this kind of subversion well, was what exactly what fans wanted before they then flipped and gave yeah. them this weird kind of postmodern thing about war um, <laughs> to the point where they were like they did that thing where there was the little um, uh, there was the little toy of uh, Vulcan Ra- is he Vulcan Raven the guy yeah, with the yeah. minigun and then mm. he had the had his shadow on the on the wall so you thought you were about to fight another Metal Gear Solid boss. And then it didn't let you. So it was just slowly disappointing you on a Metal Gear Solid level throughout. It was great. <laughs> and like and what I love is, yeah, that was literally the point. That was what that's what they were going for start to finish with it. Fantastic. Yeah. Um sorry, I'm just gonna do the, 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 the turn round to my games. Um what's annoying actually, I'm thinking about it now in terms of physical things. It always impresses me in again in FIFA. Um a proper crunching tackle in that. Yes. Still makes people go, oh. Yeah, they've got uh, it right. Yeah, um, the, 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 the couple today that they were that were proper, just like you winced when you when you saw the the, the poor I go barreling over. Or that game's actually perfect for generating fantastic moments of physical comedy. 
Um, so like when your, your striker tries to like volley in some fantastic cross, um, but the keeper catches him on the way down and he just ends up pirouetting until he hits the floor. Um, I really like I sh- it when people slide too early, like mm. way too early, and then the, the guy keeps running and then just falls over their legs, and they yes. have to sort of do an animation of a man just falling over what amounts to a sleeping policeman on the road. It's really yeah. good. There's another great one as well that I saw to date of uh, a guy being taken out by the keeper, but he's already put the ball underneath him, and as the ball bounces and the guy goes over, he catches the ball with his foot as he's flipping 360 degrees and ends up scoring the maddest like reverse bicycle <laughs> kick volley you've ever seen in your life. Um, it's tremendous um, what a great so there we go uh, FIFA 15 is the greatest slapstick game of this generation um, <laughs> better than gang beasts says be- the recycle bin <laughs> <laughs> yes let's let's finish on that shall we uh, that seems like a fantastic place to finish um, so yeah there's another episode in the bag I don't even know what episode number that is was that 16 feels like 16 yeah I think so yeah, feels like the last one was probably 15 and 16 god 16 seems like a big number yeah it's huge seems like yeah it's, this is episode 16 it will undoubtedly go up as episode 15 again because uh, <laughs> I spoilers I copy and paste the description each time when I write it so um, look forward to that um, and there's a prize if you can be the person who points it out to me on Twitter there's no prize um, so yeah, um, Joe, do the thing yes. now where you plug the things that you do. Uh, well, I do very little nowadays, so this will be quick. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, 2 plus 2 is Joe, and I do a podcast with some fine souls um, called Chat Very Good, uh, which you can all listen to. We talk about comics and games and sometimes um, the sort of uh, bodily architecture needed to take a, a quiet dump so yeah it's it's really good um, yeah and i'd like you all to listen to it please yeah i i second that actually it's uh it's a it's a very good show that i enjoy listening to um yeah. there's too many games podcasts out there but there's well there's there's a, there's a reason why you know ourselves included but there's a reason why i asked joe to uh come and do this um because the podcast he does is very good and also Thanks, he's mate. a friend of mine so it was low effort. So nepotism, you can't basically. say no. Yeah, you can't say no, and it didn't require too much journalistic effort either. Exactly. Um, got ready access to it's brilliant. Um, so yeah, um, anything else? Uh, I can't think of anything else that that, that needs bringing up. Oh, yeah. oh, we did uh, an episode of Pod Your Own Adventure, didn't we, Laura? Yes, that was really fun. I've got that'll be out soon. Yes, I've got no idea. Probably before this, uh, maybe I don't know what when. Was your book? Um, it was. Oh man, I, I don't want to spoil it um, because oh, okay. it's incredible. Oh my god, it was amazing. But it was um, and weird. Yeah, it was a choose. So traumatized. It was a choose your own adventure book uh, rather than a fighting fantasy. <laughs> and uh, when we chose it, Tom kind of said, "Oh well, this will be interesting actually because they're uh, they, they branch a bit more. Like like fighting fantasy, kind of there's there's multiple choices, but nine times out of ten, you're still kind of going from A to B. It's just the way you get there is a bit different." Uh, but he said, but there's loads more endings and stuff in these. So I was like, okay then. And so the premise is we're going out to f- in search of the Yeti. But it's that that isn't what happens. Like, yeah, not at all. I, I desperately don't want to spoil it. You have to listen okay. to it you have because to it. it's the weirdest <laughs> shit, but it is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Uh, that was very good. Um, 
It's December next. Next. Uh... <laughs> You're so bad at saying goodbye. I don't like to leave people. <laughs> I feel like I feel like people have to be kept abreast of all the information. Um, <laughs> we're doing Christmas episodes. They'll be good. Um, they will. We'll be in them. Uh, that'll do. Uh, Joe, say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Laura, say goodbye. Bye. Chris, say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs>